Well, hello, Bridgeway, and welcome to God's Story Sunday. It's an opportunity that we have to share some exciting things that God has done in some of the people of Bridgeway's lives. And today we're going to focus on baptism. Believer's baptism is what we teach and what we practice here at Bridgeway. Believer's baptism is something that was modeled by Jesus in Matthew chapter 3. It was commanded by Jesus in the Great Commission of Matthew 28. And then it was practiced by the early church on the very first day of the church in Acts chapter 2, when about 3,000 believed Peter's message and were baptized and were added to the church. And then significant to mention as well, the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 6 uses baptism to illustrate the internal change that has already happened in our lives. When we are baptized, we are communicating or illustrating what God has done in our lives, buried with Christ in the likeness of his death, raised to walk in newness of life and the power of the resurrection. So I have uh, three friends here with me today that were baptized during this very curious year of COVID. Ministry hasn't stopped at Bridgeway Community Church just because of COVID. Uh, we found creative ways to move ahead with people putting a stake in the ground and going public with their faith. And uh, three of the friends who have done that are Olivia and RG and Joshua, and they're going to share a little bit about their God stories. So, RG, I'm going to start with you. How fun to baptize you in the Patapsco River in Old Ellicott City. That was a, a unique occasion. I'm glad it was earlier in the fall so that the water wasn't quite as cold, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I was a little, ugh, like, this is going to be a little cold. We'll a little see. cold. I thought you were going to say a little murky because that was true as well. Yes, that's true. A lot well, of mud in there, too. What a joy it was. And you, of course, shared your God story with me. But I'd, I'd, I'd love you to share just a little bit, um, maybe the change that has taken place in your life with a different perspective uh, in this year as you've made this decision to uh, be baptized? Yeah, so um, I have put my trust in Jesus Christ a long time ago, um, but there was another step that I needed in my life to really complete this, I will say, this journey and, you know, continue with the journey. Um, but in the past, I used to feel a lot of stress and not, not really confident that everything that God was putting in, in place for me was really going to happen. So after the, after, you know, when with the process of going and get baptized, I understood what God wanted for me and I'm trusting him more. I'm praying a lot more. I'm putting my faith in him. I understand the purpose for him in my life. I'm following him and understanding that not everything that is happening in the moment, um, it's for, it's negative that there is a purpose for my life and, and there is a purpose for some, for, for everything that is happening. So, um, has been really amazing and I keep working a lot on it. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and, and as I thought about your story, I thought a bit about a, a return and a new level of commitment and thanks for being all in. It's a good example to all of us. Thank you. Joshua, let me ask you, um, has this been a year of transition for you and what did, uh, what, what, what transition have you seen in your life uh, through the baptism? I've definitely felt that I have a stronger connection to God. And I've definitely been praying a lot more. And um, 
I just feel like there's definitely growth between both of us and the connection to us has strengthened a lot. Boy, I love that. I love that, that sense of connection there. I, I think I remember sharing with you before you were baptized that Jesus himself heard the words of his father when he was baptized. This is my son whom I love and in whom I am well pleased. And when you obey God as you did, um, that strengthens the connection and the ability to hear the voice of God. So. Yeah, actually, um, in Bible class recently, I, I read that chapter, chapter. Is that from, right? Yeah. Matthew 3. That's great. Thanks, Josh. Olivia, for you, um, what transition is going on in your life and, and maybe as a consequence or a part of your baptism? Um, well, this year has obviously been very uh, stressful and a little scary for some of us. So my baptism felt like a trust fall into believing that uh, God was going to cover us and you know, provide for us for whatever was going to occur, uh, whether it was good things, some not so great things, uh, feeling that comfort of knowing that he was there, he was around, he was in our corner, in my corner. <laughs> um, yeah, just feeling that kind of uh, covering was yeah. just really, it's been magical. <laughs> and you talk, a trust fall. I love that phrase that you talk about. And I also love the sort of the circumstances as we talked about your baptism. Yours was sort of a, a, a private baptism. You know, when, when we came up out of the water with, with RG at Patapsco, there were people who were watching and connecting with us in the parking lot and like, what, do you, what was going on down there? And so a little bit more public. Yours was a little bit more, more private at, a, at our residence mm -hmm. in a little warmer body of water than the Patapsco. We did purposeful. that. Purposeful. Yeah, purposeful. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember you talking about um, just wanting to, wanting to do it in a, sort of a, a more pr a private method. Can you, can you talk a little bit about that? Um, well, I'm a little bit of a shy person <laughs> and I felt like with this journey, it would be nice to have uh, people that I know will keep me accountable in this commitment I've made. Um, so to remind me that, you know, there is covering, there is comfort, there's reassurance in this year and years to come. And, uh, you know, your wife, Aunt Tracy, <laughs> she's someone who has been on my God journey for a long time. So I know having her there, we could reminisce together and she could counsel me as well as everybody else if, you know, there are struggles ahead. Yeah. So that was, that was wonderful. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, another clergy member here at Bridgeway Community Church is my wife, uh, Tracy Tiernan Coiro. And Tracy has walked uh, with Olivia all of your life, really, and uh, had the privilege of baptizing her at, at, at our home. And it was a, a beautiful thing. Josh, let me uh, transition to you and ask another question, okay? What led to your decision to be baptized? In other words, why did you want to be baptized? Uh, I just felt like my connection with God was definitely f growing very far apart. And I needed something that, that would just strengthen our connection and bring me back to Him. And so I felt like that was the way to go. Okay. And it was a great logical next step of obedience to do that. RG, for you, how about for you? What were the circumstances that led to you wanting to say, I want to be baptized? Um, the very moment was uh, Dr. Anderson was having a, a service and he was talking about um, the baptism. And but days before I was thinking, you know, I, I really wanted to help my family to really get closer to God, not only myself, but my family. I want to bring people back to 
to to God. And I say, I, I need the, the resources and I need the, the tools to be able to do that. And the closer I'm to God, the closer I will be able to bring people to, to him and bring my family closer to him. And that's what led me to really make the decision and, and send that email that day. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's really special. Yeah. And so it makes me think of the word equipping. Uh, you wanted to be equipped to be able to minister to your family and this was like a logical step for you. Correct, yeah. And I, and I might share with others that as the Great Commission where Jesus commands us uh, to baptize and then to teach all things that I've taught you, uh, Jesus separates out baptism from the teaching of all the other things that he's commanded. So I think it's interesting to note that baptism for those who believe, for those who have transferred their trust over to Jesus Christ for eternal life, is like the logical first step of obedience, enhancing your connection with the Lord, going public with your faith and uh, seeking to be salt and light in that sort of a way. So Olivia, back to you. Let me uh, ask you, as you think about the day you were baptized, what, what comes to mind? Um, well, truth be told, <laughs> I think of a lot of the uh, anxiety and pain I was going through in that season mm. and how I felt like the enemy specifically that day was trying to kind of halt the joy of what I was about, the commitment I was about to make. Um, I felt almost paralyzed at some points and I was like, am I really going to go through with this? Wow. Is it, should I wait for another day where I feel like I'm in a better mood and I'll be more, uh, you know, joyful. Um, but I, I felt like if, if he was trying to stop me, I wasn't going to let him. <laughs> wow. So I pushed through and I feel like it, it was totally timed correctly. And, uh, coming out of the water, I just felt very peaceful and reassured yeah. that I had, you know, uh, won that battle. <laughs> wow. And I love that you ended it that way. You won that battle because obedience is war and it's spiritual warfare. And you armored up and you took your stand like Paul commands us in Ephesians 6 and you, uh, you, you pushed through that fear and that anxiety. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, lo I love that. Yeah, thanks for doing that. Mm -hmm. So Josh, for you, I remember the circumstances so well on your patio. Uh, what, what comes to mind when you think about those who surrounded you and you taking that step of baptism this year? With all the people who were surrounding me, I definitely felt comfortable. I felt like I knew all those people and I, I was ready. And when I came out of that water, I felt like a whole new person. Mm. It, was, it was a different experience. Oh, that's was, cool. And tell us who, uh, who was in the tank to baptize you. You. And who else? My dad. Your dad was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that was, a, I think, not only a special moment for you, but for, uh, for your dad as, oh, yeah. as well to do yeah, that. It was, yeah, it was nice to have him there. Yeah, very good, thanks. So 2020, a peculiar year, right? And you put a stake in the ground in 2020 and said, I'm gonna go public with my faith and I'm gonna take this step. So there's, there's a look in the rear view mirror. How about a look out the front windshield? What, are, what do you think God is asking of you in 2021? Uh, what do you think are the next steps of your faith? What do you think he wants to get a hold of in your life in 2021? Uh, Anyone want to go first on that one? I can go. I, RG, go I ahead. actually thought about that one more than anything of 
you know, the, the questions that you actually sent us. Um, because the whole purpose of me uh, moving forward with my baptism, it's because I have a purpose and I know God has a purpose for me. And so I, I choose a word every year, I choose a word. And, and you know, I remember that the, the questions you um, send us. And so for next year, my work will be purpose because I know that he has a purpose for me, but I can't really understand it every single time. I can't really understand every single reason why something happened. So um, thinking about 2021 and, and going forward, I wanted to be able to be clear on what that purpose is. You know, I wanted to make sure that I, the things that I do in life are meaningful. They're not just vague, that they're not empty and they're not empty move, that they're clear than this is what I'm going to do because this is what God wanted me to do. So next year is going to be a purpose year. That's yeah. great. Yeah. I hear you agreeing with the Apostle Paul for me to live as Christ. You want to be a, live a purposeful year for Christ. Yeah, that's beautiful. Josh, 2021, what do you think? What does God want from you in 2021? Um, I think he wants me to strengthen that connection with him more and just try and get that connection to strengthen to a firm connection that hopefully won't break. Yeah, that's great. Big year for you coming up in 2021. Lord willing, transitioning from to a new school, entering into high school. So yeah, keep that strong connection as you do that. Yeah, I'm gonna need that. Yeah. Olivia, for you, 2021, any, any dreams or hopes or sense from the Lord? Um, the term that God keeps sending into my heart uh, this year has been like, be like a, let your heart be like a, a quiet pool. And so with some of the fears of next year, this year, following years uh, regarding life and relationships and all that jazz, um, feeling very just, just resting in his peace and what he has planned and just the word that my word is gonna be reassurance and just being reassured in what he has in store and that I won't be disappointed in any yeah. of it. Did you say quiet pool? Mm -hmm. Is that what you said? It made me think of the 23rd Psalm. He'll lead you beside the still waters. So may God bring a stillness and a peace that would overcome any anxiety or fears in the next year for you. Thank you. Well, thanks so much for sharing your God stories. Thanks so much for saying yes to baptism and being willing to uh, share that with the congregation. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. If you uh, want to share a word of encouragement with Olivia or RG or with Joshua, that's what the comment box is for. Uh, put those comments down in the box. I'm sure they're going to be uh, tuning into service and uh, give, them a, give them a word of encouragement. But thanks for uh, listening to these God stories. Well, this is the last service of the year. 2020, how was it for you? What a challenging year, wasn't it? And now we're moving into 2021. An opportunity for new resolutions, new commitments, new priorities, new hopes, new dreams. So I want us to take just a few minutes and think about maybe one thing one thing, just one word or, or one theme, what is going to mark your year 2021? You heard Josh and RG and Olivia talk about 
their hopes, their dreams, their thoughts on what God wants to capture in their hearts in 2021. And I want you to think about the same thing as well. What might be that one thing? You know, it's a biblical concept to think about one thing. You remember the story about Mary and Martha? Uh, when Martha was busy in the kitchen and complaining that Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus. And when Jesus addressed Martha, he said to her, only one thing is necessary, Luke 10, 42. What's that one thing in your life that's going to be necessary, that's going to be a priority for you in 2021? The Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13, he, he acknowledges that he hasn't arrived yet, but he said, one thing I do, one thing. I forget what lays behind me and I strive. I press forward to the call of Christ Jesus. So what's that one thing God's maybe calling you to? Is there something in your rearview mirror that you need to forget? Maybe a hurt, maybe a wound, maybe a mistake. Maybe even a success where you're riding on your laurels and you need to forget that and continue to pursue and to grow in your faith. What's that one thing? Could be anxiety that we need to overcome. Could be anger could be as Jesus addressed that one man where he says, you still lack one thing, sell everything that you have and then come and follow me. That story in Luke chapter 18. Generosity was the one thing for that individual. For Paul, it was not resting on the laurels of his past successes or even his past failures of being a persecutor of Christians. For Martha, that one thing was, don't just be about busyness for God, but be about intimacy with God, like Mary. What's that one thing for you? That one thing, perhaps, that, that God is asking you to make a commitment toward, a promise. Have you ever made a promise to God? Job said, I've made a covenant with my eyes. I made a promise to God with my eyes that I'm not going to look at a woman and lust after her. That was his one thing. What's your one thing? Maybe it's similar to his in the area of purity or sexual integrity. What's that one thing for you in 2021 that God wants to get a hold of in your life? One thing. Do you know Jesus even had one thing? In Luke chapter 9 and verse 51, the scripture says, he resolutely set out for Jerusalem. In other words, he determined to go to Jerusalem because there was a calling on his life, there was a destiny for him, and it resided for him in the location of Jerusalem where he would give his life for us to pay the penalty for our sins and to purchase a place in heaven which he now offers to us as a free gift in exchange for putting our trust alone in Jesus Christ for eternal life. That was his one thing. What's the one thing that God might be calling you to in 2021? Well, let me give you three steps 
that are going to help you get to your one thing. And they'll be easy to remember. Look in, look up, and look out. You got that? Look in, look up, and look out. Let's talk about those. First, look in. Ask yourself, what has God been teaching me in the last year? Uh, in this year of COVID, ha has God helped to refine your focus on anything? Whether it be a priority or a theme in your life? Look inward. Do an assessment of the last year of your life. Seek to discern where God has been working in your life because now we're going to ask God if we can join him in that work. Look in. Spend some time in reflection. Uh, you may not get this done during this service. This may take some quiet time. This may take some focused, prayerful attention on asking God to help you navigate this process. But it all begins with looking in. Is there something you can say that God peculiarly peculiarly did in your life in the last year? Maybe put that down in the comment section. Let us know about it. Let us rejoice with you. Let us celebrate that with you. Where is God at work in your life? Is it in your family? Is it in your walk with him? Is it in your health? What might be that one thing that God's been doing a work, an inner work or an outer work in you? So that's look in. Can we talk a little bit about looking up? Who knows you best? God knows you best. I'm going to read the first phrase of Psalm 139 and the last phrase of Psalm 139. So a little bit of verse 1 and a little bit of verse 24. Here we go. O Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. Lead me along the path of everlasting life. Ask God, the one who knows you best, to show you one third, one theme, one word, one idea, one pursuit, one thing to focus on in 2021. Resolutions often fail by mid-February because we try to do too much. I think God might be asking us to do one thing. What could be your one word of 2021? the one theme of your life in 2021. Begin prayerfully asking God, God, give me a word. A word for me to focus on, to prioritize as I head into 2021. Now, as you think of that one word, I've done this every year for the past several years. I've had words like gratitude, unoffendable, shepherd, vision, health. There, there are many different words that you can pick from. Dozens, if not hundreds of them. What's going to be the one word that God's going to expose to you as you pray to him? Uh, once you commit to a word, and some of you maybe already have your word, or it won't take you long to determine that God's asking you to prioritize, maybe it's family, maybe it's marriage, your 
children. Maybe it's exercise. Maybe it's diet. Maybe it's denial. Denial was one of my words one year. And if you already know what that word might be or you're getting an inkling on it, it's good to go public with it. Share it with others so that they can hold you accountable and remind you. We might even like to see it right now if you know what a word might be or you're getting an inkling of a word. Put it down in the comments section. What's that one thing God might be calling you to do? So we covered look in, look inward. Where's God working in you and how can you join him in that? Look up, ask God to clarify what's this one word for you. And now look out, look out. In other words, be on the lookout. Seek to observe where God confirms this word in your life over the next year. Oh, let me tell you, when I picked the word unoffendable, God gave me so many opportunities where I could have been offended. And so this was looking out for opportunities where God was going to test me, allow me to double down on my one word, and yeah, be unoffendable. Uh, my year of gratitude, there were some things that happened that year that I wasn't so grateful for. I, I broke my leg and I had surgery that year. And yet, gratitude was that word that I knew God wanted me to focus on. And that helped me to endure a recovery process where I could focus on the positive things and be grateful for all of God's good gifts. So be on the lookout. And as you're on the lookout, you need to look out yourself to be reminded of this word. So, so pull out your calendar on your phone and put a monthly reminder in and put your one word on there. Maybe it's the first of the month. And put that monthly reminder down where you can ask yourself the question, how am I doing with my one word? At least it'll give you a monthly opportunity to think about it. If you're doing life with others, which I strongly recommend that you do because two are better than one, share it with your band of brothers. Share it with those in your inner network so that they can watch how this word works out in your life and also ask you about it, hold you accountable for it. Uh, maybe you can write it out on a note card and put it on your mirror or put it on the refrigerator. Many people uh, do a work of art uh, that stays before them for a year to remind them of that one word that God has given them for 2021. I would love it if you would share your one word with me. Would you do that? That would encourage me and I'll, I'll commit to pray for you. And I'll even follow up with you and ask you how it's going with that one word. You can email me at gary.coiro at bridgeway.cc and I'll be glad to read your word and then to pray for you. But don't let me be the only person you share with. Share with others as well, especially people that you're doing life deeply with. My life group that I meet with every Friday morning at 6.30 a.m. With a, with a group of men, we do one word every year. And then we'll, we'll touch base throughout the year a little bit and just ask each other, how are we doing on that one word? As you're looking out, look out for distractions. Guess what? My wife Tracy's word was this year for 2020, connect or connection. She wanted to connect with people. 
I mean, how do you do that when during a, a season of a pandemic with social distancing? So that was a distraction, and yet she fought through it and fought, fought for ways to connect with people, even though she couldn't always do it face to face. You know, as you read through the book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah was given one mission, one purpose to rebuild that wall in Jerusalem, and there were distractions. And he had to say to Sanballat and Tobiah, I can't come down from this wall and meet with you. I can't leave this great work that God has given me to do. So you need to be resolute in your one word. When you pick it, you need to make sure you commit to it. Give yourself reminders. Live it out for 12 months because there will be distractions. Because wherever God's seeking to do a work in your life, you can be guaranteed that the enemy is trying to distract you from that work. So watch out for those fiery darts and hold up that shield of faith as you trustfully committed to this one word for your year. One thing God is asking you, what's that one thing he's asking you to do? And I pray and I trust, and we're going to even pray right now, uh, that God would use this to accomplish his purposes in you, yes, but also through you. Let's pray. God in heaven, I thank you for the one thing examples that you give us in the scripture. I thank you for the promises people made to you that you give us in the scripture. And Lord, I pray that, that each of us might look inward and seek to discern where you're working in our lives. And then help us to prayerfully discern whether you're asking us to join you in that work and to commit to a particular theme or word as we move forward. I thank you, Father, that you've given us examples in Olivia and RG and Joshua. They've spurred us on to love and to good deeds. They've inspired us with their commitment. And we want to head into 2021 with a renewed commitment to you. Help us to make that laser focused as you seek to communicate to us what you're asking us to prioritize in this next year. And we'll give you all the glory for it. Do great things. Show yourself strong for your glory and our good as you build your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you and Happy New Year.